Jags podcast episode 70 70 that's true we busted into the 70s it feels like that's kind of like a like a milestone yeah man you know like okay. if you lived to be 70 yeah you'd be like okay like i'm pretty sure i've seen most of life right? i'm kind of old now yeah. i'm like good with whatever happens at this point <laughs> exactly and when we're here at 70 so thanks to everyone that's uh supported us this entire time it's been fun it's been the highlight of basically my year yeah, it, doing this. It's been absolutely amazing. We've picked up a bunch of followers, a bunch of downloads. We're bet- between all of our downloads and sites and sources that we upload to, we're almost to a thousand downloads an episode. Really? Isn't that insane? That's insane because we were like at like two and change for yeah, a while. So we added Big Cat Country, we added YouTube, we added our live channel. Those kind of jumped us up. Which, I mean, that just makes it even more fun. Yeah. That's the whole point. The yeah. more fans, the more interaction, the better it is. And we have podcast networks, like, hitting us up to to be on their channel. And uh, it's kind of, like, surreal. Well, because, can, you, can you blame them? Well, it's like we're literally just fans that hit up other fans. And we're like, we basically use other fans. Our entire shows are other Jags fans' comments and questions. It's true. So it feels a little like we owe it to them. We do. So we it's almost like, it's almost like cheating. It it is it is. But we did realize that the Jaguar market needed a place for fans to have an outlet. That's true. You have all these people on the radio and other podcasts where they're just like they're not from Jacksonville or they're they didn't grow up Jags fans, and it's like or they're just basically telling you like their opinion right, with exactly. like no interaction yeah. or response to what like actual other Jags fans think. Well. Let's not get out too far off on a tangent here. No. Let's not gloat too much. I just, we just want to say thank you to the fans. Yeah, it's a big thank you. You guys are what drive this show. Absolutely. If you don't follow us yet on Twitter, we're at Another Jags Pod. Facebook, Instagram, Another Jags Podcast. Our YouTube's been blowing up. We stream these episodes live. So like you can watch us live on YouTube. Or you can listen to our podcast on YouTube without the video. So it's up to you. You can pick. Uh, but we appreciate all you guys. Tonight, we are actually beginning our position breakdown for each position. So over the summer, we started this last year. We, in, in this dead season, we kind of picked a position and we really just dive into it. And so tonight, what better position to start with than the quarterback position, right? I agree. So if you just live under a rock and you are just tuning in and you're not a Jags fan... Because we get those from time to time. We People do. are like, we like you guys, and we have no idea what you're talking about. So let us inform you of who's on the roster right now. That's a good call, because honestly, I knew two out of the th- or three out of the four. <laughs> so. <laughs> so we have the starter. <laughs> starter, we have Nick Foles. Absolutely. Went to Arizona. Uh, he transferred from Michigan State. Uh, he's been to, I think I think we're his fourth, no, fourth, third or fourth NFL team. No, fourth team. We're his fourth yeah. NFL team, uh, but he's a Super Bowl MVP. He he's is. got a Super Bowl, so it's not just some journeyman scrub. We have backup, we think, we'll see. We, this, this is a question, we'll get to it later. <laughs> we just drafted Gardner Minshew. Are you, are you saying he's the backup? Because I'm hoping you are. It's, it's, it's a question, so let's, let's right, wait we'll, we'll wait for that. Okay. Question. 
we did Twitter questions tonight on just quarterbacks, and I mean, you guys are awesome. I mean, yeah, they're great, yeah. great questions. Yeah, but we'll just say we're just picking a random one. Gardner Minshew He's from Washington State. He played all. He played at Michigan State. He played at uh, Community College in Mississippi. He played. Uh, where else did he play? He's uh, he's been all over the place. Yeah, he so, has. Uh, he's Minshew is a. Uh, He's like earned his spot at this yeah. point. I mean, he, he had a great year last year, threw for over 4,000 yards. Uh, and then third string, and I say third string, but I don't really know. At that point, it's kind of a yeah. toss up. But yeah, yeah I mean, Alex it, Magoo. Over Tanner Lee, huh? Yeah, I think it is. Tanner Lee's your boy, though. That was like the quick release, right? We're, we're getting there. Let's not jump for this. All right, all right. Let's just that. list the four then. Yeah. And then, all right. Alex Magoo is a four year starter at FIU. Has over 65 touchdowns. Literally a four-year starter. Uh, that's that's kind of what you want. And I, I'm kind of I'm kind of jumping ahead here. But when I was doing my research on the quarterbacks, did you know that Butch Davis? Butch Davis. Like not, like, like the the you the Butch Davis. the you Butch Davis. Yes. Okay. Butch Davis. I I kid you not. Quote: Alex Magoo is the best quarterback I've ever coached. Really? That's what he said. Does that not blow your mind? I, I didn't realize he even coached him. But on top of that, yes, that blows my mind that he would say that yeah. I thought his name was McGow or maybe uh, yeah, no, Magoo. Watched, watched enough. Fair enough. But so where did he coach him at? I think it was FIU. Wow. Because that's the only place he's been. So because Bush Davis was the coach before. I don't know who he's been there now. Some guy is it Cristobal? I don't, I don't even know. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, that, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Okay, and then the four string. We're saying four string. Tanner Lee drafted last year out of Nebraska. There's a lot to be said about that, but again, honestly, that, that's not. for later on. Honestly, there's not. And I was doing research on tonight, on tonight, and I and I don't think we're gonna even talk about Tanner Lee. Really? Right. Here's what you need to know about Tanner Lee. He is known for having a quick release. <laughs> That's the only according according to J Dog no, no, over if, here. If you watch his film, the only thing that stands out his accuracy average, pocket presence average, footwork average, ability to read the defense average. But the dude gets rid of the ball like almost as fast as like any quarterback I've seen. That's true. I mean, it might be like five yards over the receiver's head and out of bounds. But yeah, he got rid of the <laughs> but ball. Like, it gets the ball gets from his chest to out of his hand the quickest I've ever seen. And so we have a running joke here that he has a quick release. There's no pun intended there. He legit throws the ball really like he gets it but out of his hand quick. Do you think he got thrown into the fire last year and he had to have a quick release, even more so than he wanted to, because of what he was dealing with, man? I mean, no, I, I don't think he's a good quarterback. No, don't get I, me wrong. I, I think he's bad. Okay. Like the all right, fair enough. fans get on forums and they're like, this guy's bad. All right, fair enough. So all right. So we're gonna get to Twitter questions because we had so many good Twitter questions that it really addresses everything I wanted to talk about tonight with all these quarterbacks. Which is a lot of times the case, which is awesome. It really is, because you guys are awesome. So we're going to start We're gonna start with Nick Foles, because Nick Foles is our quarterback, and he is basically how Foles goes, the team will go. 100%. So the yeah. first question is from John, and he's at John 10090307. <laughs> really, John? <laughs> I mean... Wow, we're all, we're all, all the other Johns before that taken? Like, <laughs> what, 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 it's not even J-O-H-N, it's like J-O-N. It's J-O-N. All right, yeah. Come on, John. And he says, on a scale of from 1 to 10, what is your Foles confidence level and confidence level of the backups? So it would be two different ratings. 
Let's just start with you. What's your confidence level of Foles? And I want to hear yours first because mine's going to be not great for the people that want me to be positive. I mean, I'd have to separate my confidence level with Foles as the leader and quarterback he is right now and my confidence level with him with our receiving core and potentially our line and a new offense, all that stuff. So straight up Foles, I'm 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10? 8 out of 10. Whew. The dude is a Super Bowl MVP. He's proven twice now that he can come and take over a team and lead them to almost the promised land and the promise. I mean, yes. Eight out of ten. How can you not knock? How can you not say that until he proves otherwise? Okay, so let me just say, I just got a message on Twitter from Treeb Talks, and Treeb has a great YouTube channel at Treeb Talks. Look up Treeb Talks, and he says he's disappointed that we didn't start the show on time tonight. Oh, Treeb. Do you think Treeb's on the West Coast, so he he has no problem watching us? He's just kind of trolling. Yeah. Because I posted that we were going to be live tonight at 1030 and I said it's Joey's fault. I pride myself on being on time, Treeb. I apologize. (laughs) I really did feel bad about it, but I was at a work function after work, a dinner. I mean, you know, when your boss pulls... Your boss's boss. Yeah. yeah, When your boss and your boss's boss pull you over and they want to have a conversation, you really can't say, hey, I got to head out for my side hustle. You know what I mean? Like, my side gig can kind of wait. And, and and I think the fans understand. I would hope so. And I think you're the favorite of the podcast, so I think you can really I do don't know. I used to be, but I don't know anymore. Uh, okay. So let me just tell you my confidence level in falls. I'm an emotional person. I try not to be. I, I really do. But, like, everything the Jags do, I get so emotional. I'm just like, I can't help it, man. I'm a diehard, right? When they first signed him to the $88 million contract, I was like, bad call. $88 million. And then I let it digest a little bit. And I was like, you know what? It's not Bortles, and Bortles has been has been holding us down for so long. And any upgrade from Bortles kind of guarantees with this defense that we will be a playoff team. So then I was like, okay, confidence level 10 out of 10 through the roof. And then I started dissecting Nick Bowles, and I noticed that every time he's the man, every time he's the starter, it's his team, he's dog poo. Yeah, but you're looking earlier on in his career. I mean, no, I'm not, man. No, you I'm, are. Look, he, when, when he, he was, hasn't the opportunity to be the man in the past three years. That's true, but like he was kind of the man, like when he would last year with the Eagles. Like, okay, if Foles would have came out last season, the first two, I think it was two games, and he just like lit it up. He Carson Wentz. I mean, he might not have gotten the job back. Yeah, but that team was falling apart. They were a disaster. Falling apart. They made it the second round of the... Only because he came back in and rejuvenated oh, man. them, man. They were not doing okay. well with Wentz. All right, so his so he, he comes in, Foles comes in, and he, he fills in for Michael Vick. Or Michael Vick gets hurt in 2013. He comes in, and he plays great. Then it's his team in 2014. He's okay. Breaks his collarbone. Comes back, tries to be the guy, not the guy. Gets traded to the Rams... Not the guy. Gets benched for Case Keenum. Can't handle the spotlight. Goes to Kansas City. Is the backup. Fills in for Alex Smith and does pretty well. Goes to Philadelphia. Is the guy. Can't handle it. Loses his job to, I think, Sam Bradford. It's like it's like, it's like like every, every time it's his team, it's like he can't handle the pressure. But when he's a backup and there's no pressure, the dude excels. I just think I think he's a different guy. He's more and, mature. He's, he's, it, he's a, it could be a coincidence. It could just be that's. I don't how think it's a coincidence. I think it was a 
you know, maybe an average to above average quarterback who has progressed and has grown and uh, dude, he's coming. I guarantee you at St. Louis, at Kansas City, originally at Philly, when he's coming into those roles, he's not coming in as the leader. He's coming in as like, man, they brought me in. I hope I don't blow this. At this point, dude, he's got the moxie to where he's coming in as the leader. He's doing everything he should. He's owning the locker room. He's showing up at guys' houses, telling them what to do. Like, let's go through the playbook. He was not doing that at those other spots because mentally he wasn't there. Now he is. But look at these teams that he had. Look at these teams that he had when when he stepped in. 2013, Deshaun Jackson, LaShawn McCoy in his prime, Riley Cooper, who was good. Brett Selleck, Zach Ertz. I love how you're selling me Riley Cooper. I like that. He good, was good. Good, for good gator. Good gator. He was good for a minute. He's offense. He was good. I get that. Okay, 2017 when he was Super Bowl MVP. Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, the Garrett Blunt, Jay Ajayi, Jordan Matthews. Okay, so we're we're not talking about him again. Now we're talking about his supporting cast, which saying. I said from the get go was a concern. And but look at who he had when he was in St. Louis. Kenny Britt was his best player. It doesn't matter if you don't have Doesn't any... Doesn't that kind of remind you of who his best player is now? Like, that's what I'm saying. Whoa, whoa. Like, we signed Britt? <laughs> I mean, Diddy Britt, Diddy Westbrook. Like, we want Diddy to be better. I know. Like, that's the concern, though. It's, it's not the quarterback concern. That's what we're talking about is quarterback. That's what I'm saying. It, we I, can talk about okay, all we want with wide receivers. I say my confidence level is probably at a six. At a a six? Yeah. And, and I'm rooting for him, and I want him to be good. But if I'm being honest, my confidence is at a six. Man, we went out and the Jags did exactly what we've asked them to do. They went out and got the best quarterback possible. They didn't try to say, hey, we're going to get a rookie, waste our defense, tank for the next season or two possibly, and go along. They went and got the best guy possible. Again, Super Bowl MVP. But I think that's the wrong way to look at it. Really? Yeah, because... You got Foles for $88 million, and I think... I think the money's irrelevant, honestly. No, it's not. Because, it is for this season. Because I think the, the bigger question is, is could you have gotten Teddy... And, and who knows if you could have gotten Teddy Bridgewater. You may not have been able to get Teddy Bridgewater from the Saints. But could, Thank God. But could you have gotten Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, could you have gotten Tyrod Taylor? And then could you have brought in a guy like Golden Tate? And could you have brought in a backup running back that is legit and could push Leonard Fournette for the spot? And could you have brought in a tight end that could, you know, that makes a difference? So you'd be good going into the season with Teddy Bridgewater and I'm our, just saying, I mean, is Foles with no support as good as Bridgewater with a bunch of support? That's the only question that I think you could ask yourself. And that's why my confidence level is, is where it is. And I want Foles to be good, but that's an interesting question to ask yourself. The wide receiving free agency class sucked. You the, could have gotten maybe Golden Tate. Okay, so he's been on like Even four teams in six seasons. Like Adam, honestly, if you would have gotten a guy like Adam Humphreys, like the Titans got. My like, point is... He's not good, and, and, and but he's, he's, he's better than Rashad Green, and he's probably better than Keelan Cole. Okay, but the free agency class was not good. Wide receiver or running back. The draft class was not good in either, either. So, I mean, they went and got the best guy possible based on, I assume, that. I mean, if we got a somewhat below average quarterback, maybe average, and then got some free agency guys that were average to whatever, and then drafted some rookies, dude, we would suck next year or this year. Now, yeah, two, three years from now, might have been a better call. But for next season, Foles is definitely the guy. Again, eight out of ten. All right, well, Treeb says, uh, playing devil's advocate again. Are you, Jason? 
I'm not playing devil's advocate, Treep. I'm telling you this no, is how I feel. Jason actually believes this. This is how yeah, I feel. Especially the quarterback position because he's a homer for that. Yeah. And then he's going. he says he's going to do just fine, in my opinion. All Jags fans talked about for years was how all we need is a game manager and we'll go to the Super Bowl. We get a guy like Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP, and everyone is big mad. It's not the fact that we got Nick Foles. It's the fact that we paid. we really broke the bank for him. Uh, we broke the bank for a guy that's yet to prove that he can lead a team on his own. That's the only issue I have. And I am rooting for him, and I want him to be good. But I do have some, like, caution on how much I have confidence in him. Well, of course there's some caution, man. I mean... But at $88 million, man? That's nothing for a quarterback these days. That's like literally, like, one of the highest... Multi-year free agent quarterbacks like ever signed. Ten million against the cap the this year. The only ones man. that are close to that are Peyton Manning and Brock Osweiler, and one <laughs> turned out okay, and one turned out as a disaster. So I mean, I don't know what to say. Let's move on to the next question. This next question is from Chris Osqui, and he gave us a phonetic pronunciation of his name because I butchered it last week. That's pretty Chris, impressive. I apologize and thank you for the phonetic. We love that you listen, and your questions are always spot on. His question is: Thoughts on Nick Foles? required statistics to win the AFC South. He he mentions 4000 yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. So what what is Nick Foles what's his what do you think his required stats are to win the AFC South? I mean that's a great question but a tough one because with him I don't necessarily think it's going to be his stats that are going to blow it up. I think it's more his mistakes that are going to blow it up. So I think if he has less than 10 interceptions, we've got a good shot at winning the AFC South regardless of anything else. If there's not bad turnovers, our defense puts us in good field position. I mean, such it will be way better than that from a touchdown and interception standpoint. Maybe it's not the total the total yards is what I'm thinking of. I mean, four thousand yards. I mean, I, that's kind of meaningless. I mean, Stafford gets that every year. Yeah. I mean, again, yeah. Most most quarterbacks do in the offenses most that are run today. So I mean, I think like maybe like a like a thirty eight, you know, thirty touchdowns to eight interceptions. Like, whew, yeah, that's pretty lofty. He likes okay. to throw out the backfield. We're going to have short yeah. yardage positions. I mean, but here's something interesting to think about. And I'm glad I did my research because this stat, it was perfect for this question. Oh, good stuff. In 2014, he had a 13 touchdown to 10 interception ratio through eight games. What do you think his record was for the Eagles then? Six and two. That's exactly what it was. Wow, didn't even know that stat. So would you take a six? Yes, absolutely, and that's why that's why overall numbers are yeah. they're so skewed, yeah. man. But like, it's about when you make the bad decisions, right? In a game. So, w- but would you be nervous if like we're six and two, but like Foles has thrown thirteen touchdowns and ten picks? No, because the dude th- the dude throws the ball. He does. Like, his nickname. He likes to throw the ball. Nickname BD Nick. We were a clean <laughs> podcast, so we can't get into it. BD Nick. He's not scared. It doesn't come from like literally his anatomy. It comes from the fact like if you watch, if you go back and watch the game film from the Super Bowl when the Patriots played the Eagles, dude, he'll chuck he it. He passed up crossing routes that were wide open to take risks down the field. Now that might have been their game plan because they were like, you can't do what the Jags did to the Patriots and play conservatively. But the bottom line is, is that he took chances and he does it over and over again. And sometimes that translates to interceptions. So are Jags fans okay with Foles throwing interceptions? They should be if our, we're getting wins. Yeah, I, agree. I mean, everybody complained last year about the fact that we threw the ball downfield like what, five times all season? 
I mean, I know I'm exaggerating, but that was like the big knock. Like all the defenses know what we're going to do. We're going to try to run the ball, throw these crossing routes, and they just clamp down on us and we could do nothing. Okay, great. Chuck it downfield, man. Yeah, but fans complained about Bortles when we were in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, because they didn't allow him to do that in the second half. The Pro Football Focus, PFF, Joey and me disagree on this, and this is not going to help my case at all. But I do just want to bring it up. All right. they, have, they, have, they have a YouTube channel, and they did this game where they were like, guess the quarterback, and they went down the PFF stats, like uh, positive pass grading under pressure, positive pass grading in a clean pocket, uh, things like that. And from 2014 to current, Bortles and Foles, PFF grades were almost identical. Now, you have to remember, 2013, Foles had a great year under Chip Kelly. But his rookie year, 2012, he didn't. So I, we kind of call that a wash. But th- what PFF was saying through their and next-level analytics was that they're kind of the same quarterback, but Nick Foles will have little runs where he plays well, where Bortles won't. That's where I have a problem with PFF, is because stats don't tell the whole story. Yeah, I, I mean, Bortles throws a pick six at an integral part of the game, Foles throws 40 yards downfield and it gets intercepted and, you know, they're tackled on their 10 and have to go the full length of the field to score. I mean, there's two completely different interceptions. Bortles was known for making bad decisions at the wrong moment. I like Bortles, but he did it over and over again. Foles, not so much. I mean, yeah, he might throw some picks, but dude, I think he makes better decisions. I think he throws a better ball. I think his receivers catch the ball better because of the ball he throws. I mean, it, it translates to a completely different thing altogether. I hope so. And, and Treeb talks about, um, he talked, Treeb's talking about our YouTube channel on our live show that we have on our YouTube channel. If you search another Jags podcast, you can rewatch this. He talks about how they're an Alshon Jeffrey drop away from going to the next round. That almost kind of proves my point that I was making earlier, where if you go back and watch Foles at the Rams, like his receivers were so bad that they were dropping balls left and right. And if we look at Blake last year, how many bad passes did Blake have because the receivers dropped the ball and they got tipped in the defender's hands? I mean, there were a lot of those. But again, there were also balls that were not thrown in the right place they weren't timed yeah, right they were they, they, we they were even to the right receiver because he didn't have the pocket presence to you know be patient or put it in a place where the receiver was going to be he was throwing it to where the receiver was i mean i think that's a big difference with a mature good quarterback okay I, my little concern is are we setting up Foles to be in the same situation that he was in with the rams because look it's very possible do you remember who his coach was when he was with the rams it was jeff fisher Worst coach of all time. I mean, no, uh, listen, Jeff Fisher has yet to prove Jeff. I mean, he's not yet. He's not coaching anymore, but Jeff Fisher had never proved he could develop a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, Steve McNair was his best quarterback. Doug Marone has never shown he's can prove it to him develop a quarterback. Jeff Fisher is a guy who likes to win on defense and run the ball. So Doug is Marone, Marone is a guy who likes to win on defense. Like, are we setting Foles up to be what he was in St. Louis? If we didn't bring in Filippo, I would say yes. You have to factor I, that in. I, I hope you're right, and I'm rooting for him. And I don't want Jags fans to think I don't believe in him because I, I mean, do. Jason, I'm, I'm not arguing with you very hard no, because like, everything just, you're saying I, I is be real. You know, it is. It's, it's a real. real possibility. And and if it if this if this Nick Foles thing ends up falling flat on our face, 
then we would have been way better suited bringing in a guy like Bridgewater or Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, but you can't you can't look hindsight before it even happens, man. Yeah. How can you not be happy the Jags went out and got the best quarterback possible? When we already have one of the best defenses possible and our offensive line is going to be healthy this year and Fournette that's takes fair. everything I have to say okay. in my entire being to say that he's going to show up this year. Okay. And we've got rookie receivers that aren't rookies anymore. I mean, they did the right thing for this year. Okay. I'm with that. And, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I am. Now, whether that's the best thing for two years from now or three years from now, yeah, we'll that, that could be bad, but it also could be good. Yeah. So I'm happy with the fact they gambled on the team, gambled on winning and did the best thing they could for the, for this coming season. All right. Well, let's move on to this next question. This next question is from Terrence Hayes, and he's at Terrence L. Hayes. And he says, he asks, could Nick Foles have a statistical better season than that of Blake Bortles in 2015 when he threw for 4,000-plus yards? I mean, that season was phenomenal from a statistical standpoint. That was a lot of garbage time. It was. I so, I mean... I pray... We are not in that much garbage time. Again, I mean, I honestly don't care about his like his stats this year, other than are we winning? Right. Is he making good decisions, and are we winning? Could he? Yes. Will yeah. he? I don't think so, and here's the only reason why. Because DiFilippo got fired for literally not running the ball, and we're coming in, and Filippo is now in an offense where we prioritize running the ball. So I don't know if he'll hit the 4K mark. He could, and he, and he could. But I, I don't think he will, just because I think if Fournette is going to be a big part. I mean, DeFlippo even said in his latest interview press conference that the offense goes as Fournette goes. Yeah. That's not something I would ever, ever expect DeFlippo to say. No, and honestly, we don't want Foles to have gaudy numbers like that because it means we're playing from behind for the most part a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean... Again, I don't care about his numbers whatsoever. What I care about is that he's making good decisions at the right time. And the numbers play out how they play out. As long as we're winning, I'm good. All right, it's going to be our last question before we take a break. This question is from Mike Yaziggy, and he's at Mike underscore Yaziggy 94. And Mike Yaziggy sells houses, by the way. Oh, good so to know. Throw, I'm going to throw him a free plug. Wow, a free plug. And if you're looking to buy a house... Hit up at Mike underscore Yaziggy 94 and he will take care of you in your home buying. Is he a beaches expert or is he's, he a... Oh, he's an expert on every area. Okay. Well, yeah. so if you live in Jacksonville, I know we have a lot of England listeners and, and people all over the globe, but if you're in Jacksonville... Yeah. And, I, and I just bought a home. So I'm, I'm aware, well aware of the home buying experience and you want a guy like Mike on your side. Oh, good. Wow. But his question is, are y'all worried about the lack of good depth at quarterback behind Foles? He says, I know Jason loves Minshew, but if Foles gets hurt, I would be very concerned and would think the Jags do not win a game if Foles misses any time. Thoughts? I almost went Foles to get like minorly hurt <laughs> in the second half of like one of the first five games so we can see Minshew come in, man. I, dude. Are you concerned though at this point? About who who can't you be? Though? I mean, why can't you be? You got, <laughs> of course you got to be. I mean, everything rides on falls at this point. But I mean, yeah. if he does go down and Manthai's Minshew comes in, I mean, dude, the guy, he can go through all his college statistics, but I love backstories and I love somebody who wasn't necessarily the guy to begin with. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. I mean, that guy walked on, transferred, trans and then won the Heisman. So Minshew's similar in the fact that he's just a winner. He's a baller. He's a, he 
plays his butt off. And dude, the guy's a specimen, man. If you if you listen to all the reports out of camp, it wasn't about the fact like, hey, this guy played at a small school or not a great conference or any of that. It was, dude, look at that guy, man. He is like put together like a beast. He's only six one though. Still though, I mean, six one and strong. I'll take that. All right, so let me ask you this question. I'll, I'm Ziggy, Dan, Mike, to answer your question, yeah, I'm, I, I'm concerned. Well, of course, everybody's yeah. concerned. But, here, but this is what I ask you, Joey. You're playing, uh, you're playing pickup flag football, and it's the last pick for your team. You only get one pick left. Standing in front of you is Gardner Minshew, Chad Henney, and Cody Kessler. By the eye test? No, 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 no. What you know. Everything. Oh, everything I know. Who are you picking as the last pick for your flag football team? And why you got to put that on me? Chad Henney. (laughs) That's messed up, dude. That's a painful question, man. I think I take Cody Kessler. All right, well. I think I take Cody. But I understand why he got released. His contract wasn't team friendly. Uh, I, I get it. But, yeah, I mean, Magoo is a is a perfect practice squad guy. I mean, the dude can run the read option. He's mobile. He can he can extend plays. So I understand Minshew can too. Minshew makes the right reads. He's pretty smart. He can, you know, he ran that air raid offense, which made him read defenses and make the right read. But no, I do not feel good. And I know we have some other questions coming up about like veteran quarterbacks, if you want to add them. So we'll get to there in a second. But anything else you want to add about your confidence level and the backups? I think Minshew is a player's player, which goes a long way, especially if you're the backup coming in for a short period of time. Yes. If, dude, if we need to rely on somebody like him for four, five, six games, I mean, we're done. But I do think he can come in and fill in for a game and a half, like spots. I, I think so. I think, I think he can do that. He's got some fat thighs. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's nice. All right, well, we got to take a break. Um, we are obligated because we're on like these bunch of podcast networks now, and they all make us put ads in. The man's um, holding us down. <laughs> but the man pays us. Man, so we love the, the man. The hey, day, don't get me wrong. Cool with it. Any other men, bring us on. Yeah, for sure. So uh, make sure uh, you um, support these ads. Most of the time, they're other podcasts, so I'm sure they're great. If they're anything like us, they're great. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast, episode 70. Make sure if you have not yet followed us on uh, Instagram and Facebook, another Jags podcast, and Twitter, another Jags pod. You really should go follow our Twitter if you're a Twitter person because I've been breaking that. We're doing position by position. Uh, Would you say we're doing running back next week? Is that what you said? I think it's going to transition well with our questions. Yeah. So I just post videos all week of breakdowns of the coaches' film of of these different breakdowns of our our different position groups. So if you're into the X's and O's of football, um, you want to follow our Twitter, and it'll be worth your time. So do that another Jack's pod, and then give me give us any feedback you want because we stay all over Twitter as far as questions and comments and things like that. Uh, Tree wanted us to say shout out to uh, uh, Idaho. To Idaho? I, I think that's where he's at. I do like potatoes and french fries. So, I, I mean, uh, is there anything else in there that anyone. He's got a cool shape. It's like in the, the middle. States. Middle. He's got a cool shape. I don't know much about them. Besides oh, that. Shout out to Idaho. Yeah, I, out I would Idaho, also like to sure. give a shout out to Jason for the Twitter because honestly, 
our podcast is like really good locally. Mm. I like it, mm. but our Twitter is good. Like nationally, mm. like if you like the Jaguars and you're maybe not even in Jacksonville, that's what you should look at because it doesn't get any better than that. So Jason does a fantastic job and that's a lot of work and it's a lot of research. I mean, he loves it or he wouldn't yeah, do it, Yeah, but yeah, I it, agree, it, but I'm biased. Well, you are. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm, I'm giving you props. I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> yeah. Your Twitter is fantastic. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah, good. check so it out. Make sure to follow it. Um, another Jack's pod on Twitter. So we're going to move right along. We're breaking down quarterbacks this week. We've kind of talked a little bit about Foles and about what he brings to the table, kind of where he's been. But now we're going to kind of transition a little bit to the rest of the roster and who we have as far as quarterback. And then this next question comes from Ryan, and he's at Ryan DTWD. And he says, who do you think will win the backup job? He says, will we reach out of the organization if Minshew doesn't pan out? I mean, it's Minshew. I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of times there's those questions. There's like, are we going to pick up somebody else? You know, maybe one of the other guys will win the battle for the second spot. But I mean, dude, it's, it's Foles and Minshew. That's what we got. That's what we're going into. I mean, we're gonna have our practice squad guy. I don't see them keeping three quarterbacks like on the active roster. I mean, one guy's going to be a practice squad guy when game times come around. And did you look at the free agency list right now? I mean, I can read it off, but who's there? Like, let us know. I mean, come like, on. Who's there? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm inter- I don't All know. Right. Well, okay. Jalen McClendon. <laughs> Uh, do you know who he even plays for? No, didn't think so. Garrett Grayson. Again. Yeah, Garrett Grayson played at, uh, I think, SMU. He's uh, Denver's backup yeah, right now. Okay. Yeah, Matt Castle, which, I mean, been around. Not yeah. necessarily the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. You got Brandon Whedon, <laughs> Houston's backup. Brad Kaya, which I didn't realize he was still in the league. Uh, TJ Linta, never heard of him in my entire life. Brock Eisweiler, which how that guy still has a job. Dude, that guy's my hero. I mean, he's made like $50 million and is still playing in the NFL and can't throw a pass. Wow. Uh, David Fails. Yeah. Miami's backup. Yeah. Brandon Silvers on the Jets. Josh McCallum on the Jets. Yeah. Landry Jones, which I thought he was a wide receiver. I'm, maybe it's a different <laughs> Landry I'm thinking of. Uh, Louis Perez, Sharp. Philly. Brogan Roback. Again, dude, never heard of the guy. I, yeah, I think... I, think I mean, get, the list goes yeah, on and on, but I think you get the point, right? So I'm thinking like if we... Okay, heaven forbid, Foles goes down with a serious injury. You, we have to make a trade for a guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, but, so. but that's with like any team in the NFL. If their starter goes down... Well, there's like the Tyrod Taylor is a solid backup. Uh, Tanny Hill is a solid backup. Teddy Bridgewater is a solid backup. <laughs> okay. You know, there's they're out there. I mean, I don't think we have one. But for the most say. part, outside of Foles at Philly, most backups are not going to lead your team to a Super Bowl championship. Unless you're Nick Foles. Exactly. <laughs> He's the, he's the guy. <laughs> okay, well, I'm there. So I guess we'll I guess we'd say to answer your question, I think uh, I'm with you. Minshew will take the backup job. I think Magoo wins is the practice squad guy because the dude can actually run the read option really well, and the guy is really mobile and he extends plays. And I think that's what you want in a scout team quarterback. Yeah, the coaching staff love him. Oh, like, yeah. From what they said, like, yeah. he, he obviously is not starter quality, but... He's never really gotten a chance, honestly. Yeah. Like, he's, he played... Like, I was watching his NFL highlights from last season, and he only played in garbage time for the Seahawks. He came in in the fourth quarter with, like, five minutes left in, like, the last preseason game. So, like, he never really got a fair shot. I would like to see Magoo get a 
fair shot in our preseason. I kind of hope he does. Well, you heard, I think he will. You heard it here first. Jason's saying that he's going to beat out Minshew for the I backup job. I didn't say that. I just was I'm saying I'd like to see him get a fair shot at some solid competition. And just for his own highlight film's sake. I mean, well, heck, Ben, if he's going to get a fair shot, it's on our team because... I, yeah, we're thin. We are thin. Yeah, I agree. So, size-wise, though, isn't he, like, a little bit undersized? Magoo? Magoo, yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. Actually, like, he's... I think he's, like, so what, 6'4", nah, yeah, 212. Yeah, two, yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, he's he's solid size. Solid size guy. No. Yeah. He's a four-year starter at FIU. <laughs> So, right. so I'm buying some of that stock. <laughs> All right. This is, okay. Uh, P Hart, uh, Philip Hart. Um, he's at P underscore Hart 22. No, he's at Philip Hart 28. I like to get the Twitter handle correct in case people want to go and like bash them or hey, commend them. You guys go back and forth between each other. That's awesome. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Philip Hart says um, Minshew is a boss. I, I agree. I think we're all with you there, Phil. I mean, there's no doubt that yeah. he doesn't have the moxie, man. I mean, he's like, he's got that it thing that you right. got to have that position. Absolutely. Now, whether he is gifted enough to be able to, to do it, I mean, nobody knows that, but at least you got somebody as a backup that's not just that guy holding the clipboard that nobody respects or likes or doesn't really prove much. I mean, I'm kind of excited to see him there. I mean, can you wear like jean shorts in the NFL? I'm, I honestly have always hated jean shorts, shorts, as we call them here in Florida. But after seeing Minshew, I've been like, man, I need to work out my legs and I'm going to start wearing those. I mean, the, the, everything comes back around, right? I've even thought about shaving just a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I'm only an inch shorter than him. So exactly. Gonna, so, I mean, like, there's, there's something there. There's something That's the whole there. point. He's got something. <laughs> right. Treeb says he's the most famous person from Idaho. Do you believe that? What? Famous person from Idaho. He's the only person I know from Idaho. So yes, <laughs> so man. By default, Dude, we're with you, Treeb. You He's, are the rock star. He says he grew up 15 minutes away from uh, Washington State, and he says Minshew is the real deal, exactly what Joey said. He's very Baker Mayfield-esque. Guy knows how to win. And he says he thinks preseason he'll develop a trust in... He thinks you'll develop... Maybe me. I don't know. I mean, either... I think, I trust I, I think everybody needs to like develop that because nobody's seen him what he can do but i mean i like having a guy there that like kind of pushes that a little bit if anything he's going to push everybody else around him to be better and treep says he doesn't know why he don't know why i said grew up i'm still living in the area i thought he was in jacksonville no he's in idaho he's wow he's a big aaf fan and a big wrestling fan not wrong with any of that but that doesn't mean you're from idaho not jacksonville or here well, let's ask this, Treep, since you're responding real time. This is awesome. How the heck did you start listening to our podcast from Idaho? No, he's a Jags guy. He's a Jags guy. Well, I get that. Guy. He does, but he I mean, on YouTube channel. Oh, there you go. So we support each other. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to have to learn more about Idaho because yeah. I feel like well, I need to at this point. Maybe touch the Jags, you know? That could happen, That's too. It. All right. This next question is from Shay Jacobs, and he's at Jacobs underscore 11. He says, do you see the Jags keeping two or three quarterbacks on the roster? He says, if it's two, he assumes Foles and Minshew. If three, do you think they bring in a veteran or stick with one of the guys they have already as the third? Now, would this be, again, you'll have to maybe correct my ignorance here. But oh, I will. Typically, fine, I know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> typically, they, bring, they keep three and one of them's a practice squad guy, right? Is that considered keeping three or is he saying like three active roster quarterbacks? Yeah, he's saying the active game? roster no, three. No, no. Who does that? Teams that have a guy like Minshew as their backup, maybe? 
But if you don't have anybody better, nah, there's no way. There's no way they're wasting that roster spot on that. I'm with you. Were there are depth is- yeah. issues last year? No, I don't, I don't think so. Not to mention we have Tyrod on the roster, the emergency quarterback. Dude, that which, there's, be- which there's a question about him, so let's not get there yet. Yeah, let's go to that okay. next because right, I definitely not- have an opinion okay. on that. <laughs> All right, but he says, uh, but uh, yeah, Shay, Shay, Shay is a uh, Shay has worked on the sideline of the Jags, and he's actually been. Uh, I don't know if he still does it or not, but he 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 was a guy who made sure that the replay was working on the sidelines, and when the refs would need to replay like from the sideline from the booth he would make sure that it was working and give him the headset and all that stuff that's pretty slick so Shay has some experience on the sidelines I'm not, I'm not so knocking that if I'm he's just saying, asking you know Shay knows what he's talking about I just don't think we have three good enough court, like there's but other roster spots but good point though if Minshew is your backup does that do you have enough faith in him if it comes to that yeah I mean that game's tanked if he goes down you don't bring in a third guy when you could have a, another spot at whatever <sighs> We don't have enough good quarterbacks to do that. You're wasting that third spot at that point. But he's asking, do you bring in a veteran? Do you bring in a guy like Matt Castle? Do you bring in a guy that you've read off on that list to to come in that doesn't really need to spend the preseason with the team to kind of step in and kind of know the place? Because really, Magoo and Minshew are kind of fighting for that same spot. No, they are. And it's like if one's going to win it and one's not. I mean, say what you want about Minshew. We all love Minshew, but he was drafted the exact same spot that Tanner Lee was. And we all just know Tanner Lee is a bust. And he has no shot at making the team or the practice squad. So really, I mean, we all love Gardner Minshew, but he's kind of in the same boat as Tanner Lee. And he's easily dispensable. He's not near as cool. Not nearly as cool. All right, so, I mean. I agree with you, but I'm just saying like. All right, so he, we signed Mark Chance Sanchez. Done. Move on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got nothing on that. All right. This next question is from Patrick Jackson. And I'm sorry to all of our fans. Patrick Jackson is our favorite fan. Yeah, <laughs> Patrick Jackson's the man. I mean, yeah, all right. you know, I mean, we, we just because he's not from here. First yeah, of all, he's but, from a different continent altogether. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, that's his, impressive. But his questions are all, I mean, he puts effort into his questions. He's been consistent from day one. So as if, well. any, if, if anyone wants to be, be the best fan of the Jags, because we're a fan of the Jags. Yeah. Then you got to step your question game up. Like these boys in England are. Yeah. So this is from Patrick Jackson. He's at radius underscore Johansson. And he says, you need to get a football thrown through a tire. And he spelled tire the British way. I'm just Which say. is T-Y-R-E. <laughs> through, through a tire <laughs> suspended from a rope 30 yards away to win $100,000. You have one attempt. Which of our quarterbacks do you choose? <laughs> and then which quarterback of all time do you choose? Okay, I heard nothing after spelled the English way, T-Y-R-E. That, there's no way they spell tire, T-Y-R-E. I assume that's what That's like know. a funeral pyre, right? That's, that's I, not even the right spelling. Okay. It had to be a typo. All right, you have a, you have a tire that's hanging, <laughs> that's hanging from a, from a Is rope. Is the tire on fire? No, it's just, it's just okay. 30 yards away and 30 yards 100K away. on the line. Got it. Which of our quarterbacks is going to hit that? I mean, I mean, Nick Falls. I say Gardner like, Minshew. No, dude. 30 yards? That's 30 yards? Far. Yeah, that's kind of far. Yeah, Minshew's arm might get, like, tired. That's true. My boy Noodle Arm Minshew probably yeah. can't make it that far. But, dang, you're probably right. But, okay, if it was at 15 yards, I'd take Minshew. For sure. Okay. 100%. 30, I'm taking Falls. So, who all time would you take at that? Well, I'm going to ask another question before that. Aren't you glad that there's actually a quarterback that could hit that tire 30 yards away for $100,000? That's true. That's a good point. Because if we asked this question last season, there's no one on the roster. 
Yeah, not not throw. not like five out of ten times. No, not even three out of ten. If you if you really so that's a huge improvement there. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the second part of it? I'm sorry. All time quarterbacks who hits that pass? Like if you had to put your money on a guy all time, who hits that? Peyton Manning. I say Drew Brees, man. That dude can put the ball on a dime, man. Yeah. Peyton I mean, Manning was good, but I mean, you really can't go wrong with either one of those. But what I mean. made Peyton Manning special is ability to like read it. Yeah, that's true. And call an audible pre-snap. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. He had a great arm, but give me a guy for his accuracy. And the first person I think of is Drew Brees. Now, granted, I didn't start watching football seriously until like nineteen ninety. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're not. So I mean, you could get into Steve Young, Joe you could Montana, get into guys like that. Um, and then you could probably be right. But as far as what I've seen. Drew Brees. Which I think most of our listeners are looking at the last probably 20 years. I mean. Yeah. I say Drew Brees. Yeah. Tom Brady, maybe. I'm not going to argue any of those. I mean, you can't go around any of those guys. Thank you, Pat. It's a great question. Like always. This next question is from Angus Seymour, and he's at Das Gus. And he says, could you see Terrell Pryor getting some snap, some time at quarterback and some trick plays? Did we just sign him to add the Philly special to the playbook? I think TP needs to like focus on actually being good at what he does. I mean, I get the whole physical specimen. I get the like upside potential, but I mean, at 29, shouldn't you have already hit that upside potential? Shouldn't that, that should not be the conversation anymore. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can do a lot in your life at 29. Okay. At 29, 29 okay. is a good age. Let okay? me rephrase that. Now, don't just at, be discounting him okay. at 29 because a lot of people have done a lot of great <laughs> things at 29 Okay, years. let me rephrase that. At eight years in your current <laughs> job, shouldn't you be better at your current job than that? Let's not talk about doing, like, extra things in your job. Okay, all right. I'm, I'm just kind of kidding. Um, I do think that you will see some trick plays with Terrell Pryor. I mean, he has a history of of playing quarterback in the NFL. This isn't a guy. This isn't a Matt Jones. This isn't a, uh, who's the guy, the other guy from Ohio state. I mean, this isn't a guy who like can, a converted, right? Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who was literally drafted or signed under free agent to be a quarterback in the NFL and had a little bit of success. Yeah. But that was because they didn't think, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, could you see a trick play here and there? Absolutely. I mean, who threw the who threw the pass for the Jags recently? Oh, absolutely. Was, I, it, was it Didi or was it Marquise Lee? One of those guys. No, they, I think they both have. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, yeah. I would not put a pass trail part of the, from trick plays. I, and Marone is all about those, honestly. Absolutely. And I mean, it's I mean, probably definitely going to happen. Yeah, but absolutely. my point is, we need him as a wide receiver. Like, let's. We do. I hope he shows up as that because the dude is like a freak of nature, like physically. But he's the dude. But he's not even getting paid a million dollars, which is great. Which is great. For I have no us, problem with that signing whatsoever. It kind of puts into perspective what we're paying Chris Conley more money than we're paying Terrell Pryor. And I have no expectations out of either one of them. I agree. Honestly, I mean, if we get anything out of either one of them, bonus. Like, good job, guys, in the front office. I mean, Dante Moncrief got $10 million last year. Yeah, which was ridiculous. Yeah, let's just not talk about that. But yeah, good question, Angus. And I think everybody kind of wants that to happen. Yeah. Because we all love trick plays. Who I mean, doesn't like trick plays? No, I mean, it's great. You'll definitely see it yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. And it'll be like, oh my God, that guy should do it every time. And then it'll never happen again. For sure. All right. This um, second to last question is from Connor. And he's at the Jacks Knight. And he says, is there a spiral? That's it. 
So is this night like N-I-G-H-T or no, night like... K-N-I-G-H-T. Oh, okay, I like that. Just ask, is there a spiral? So it's like a night of the round table. Um, is there a spiral? Is there a spiral? Notebook? Or is there a spiral... Spiral glazed ham? I like those. <laughs> I, Delicious. I mean, from all... I mean, we don't have press credentials yet. Are in the works, apparently. It's a teaser? Yeah. It's a teaser? Two, three years from now, guaranteed. <laughs> But uh, uh, from all the Twitter videos I'm watching from these guys who somehow have press credentials like Daniel Popper and uh, Philip Heilman, who really add nothing to the Jaguar fan experience. I was going to say who and who, but yeah, yeah. the fact that they're there, um, according to their videos, there's a couple of spirals being thrown around. Everybody that is actually legitimate that's at the camps have said that he has been, I mean, again, you get this in preseason all the time. Yes. Everybody sure. pumps it up. Everybody looks great. There's no pads. You know, there's no hitting. But that he has been completely on point. Unbelievable spirals. Passes everywhere they're supposed to be. Short range, long range, sideline, fate, everything. Except for the day he came back after the stuff that went on with him and his wife. Which, who wouldn't be off that day? Absolutely. I mean, and the fact that he showed up, period, again, just makes me like him even more. But yeah, he might have been a little bit distracted that day. But outside of that... There really hasn't been a like a missed pass from everybody saying. So yes, yeah, spirals all around. As a person, Nick Foltz is like ten out of ten. Yeah. And I'm not talking about how like we love Blake Bortles as a person. Like, yeah, it's completely different. Completely different. Like yeah. Nick Foltz is legit as a person, like yeah. as good as it gets. I I wouldn't want anyone else leading my team character wise. No, like Bortles would be the guy you'd want to go have a beer with. Right. Foles would be the guy you'd go ask for advice. Exactly. Yeah. It's well put. Well put. Um, yeah, I think there's spirals for days going around there. Yeah, I mean, the, the dude can sling the ball. He and can I, throw a spiral. And, like, I, I get I get, the, I get the reputation that I'm, like, a pessimist. And, and I'm okay with that. And like, I, I'll live with that. Because at the end of the day, I, I want to be, like, real. You kind of earn that right, though, at this point yeah. as a Jags fan. I mean, like, yeah, if you're I mean, not a pessimist and a Jags fan, then, yeah. like, yeah. I have to force myself not to be. And I'm still going to every game. And I'm still cutting up film of every player we have on our roster. So don't think that I'm, like discouraged or or down but i just want to be real and i've been burned by a lot and um but i have high hopes for Foles, and i will root for him harder than anyone on the planet and i think as we go through the position groups it's going to become like more real like why jason might think he's a pessimist because honestly we could go to the super bowl or win five games i mean that's how big our spread is right now but not just based off foals, like based off multiple different position groups. Like if everybody shows up and we don't get hurt, dude, we're going to crush it. But that's a lot to ask in the NFL. I mean. Yeah, I agree. Who knows? I mean, you kind of got to be optimistic because we do have the potential, which a lot of teams don't. But you can't really rely on that. So, I mean, I, I kind of get it. We're watching the uh, NBA finals. This is uh, game three. And. There's like a minute and 37 seconds left in the game. And this is might be a good time for another break, right? Well, we'll have one more question, so I think we can finish it out. But I just wanted to say, this is one of the craziest plays I've ever seen in the NBA. I'm sorry, Jason. I was paying attention to the podcast and not the TV, so just what's watch, going on? Watch this. There's a, there's a foul there. There's a foul there. Ooh, that was flagrant. And the ball goes... Like, this is, that was one of the most insane... And Kyle Lowry's been balling out this game. This is not a bad... I mean... Ooh, yeah. Like, it's a travel and a foul and that. a foul. So, a travel and two fouls. With and this, he hit the shot. And he hit... Yeah. Like, it was... That's pretty... Like... Is somebody at the line? No. What? That's what I'm saying. Like, this is legit. That was one of the... Like, four things happened in the span of four seconds there. And Fred Van Fleet hit a three. Um, I'm sure the highlights will be out there tomorrow. Congrats to Toronto on the win. Um... 
I digress. We have one question left. Okay. Which is a just, great question and a was, great segue. I was just really taken back by that. That was pretty impressive. The, and yeah. that was a good breakdown. Yeah. Honestly. That was, I mean, yeah. Okay. His last question is from Hugh Lynch and he's at AODH Lynch. And he says, what is the latest on Jags voiding Leonard Fournette's guaranteed money? Any info on his appeal? Can they use the guaranteed money as a carrot for the season? Or if he is on the roster week one, does he get the money? Void the hell out of it. I wouldn't have said that five days ago. But again, Fournette is... Start like so. You're saying they won't dangle the carrot and say if you play well this year. They dangled the carrot and said do the right thing and you will get the money back. And he showed up to a couple OTAs and then didn't show up for four days. Well, there it's voluntary. It's not the point. The point is show that you are mature. Show you're doing. Foles shows up the day after everything happens with his wife. Quarterback. So what? Guys don't get hit. (laughs) Touch. He's not getting hit in OTAs. Playing seven on seven. Uh they're doing that already. Because here's what's really going on. So Fournette and the Jags are in arbitration. So they've got a third-party arbitrator that's deciding on whether Leonard Fournette will get his money. There's been no news since that news has been released. But the bottom line is, is that the third-party arbitrator is going to be distinguishing the language in his contract that says if he gets if he misses any playing time due to anything other than injury, he voids his guaranteed money. Does he have to have a valid driver's license to get the money back? Jason, that's a serious question. Why are you laughing? <laughs> so here's the question. The question is for the arbiter. Is that the right way to say it? <laughs> that's great. I'm impressed. <laughs> the, the, the question for the arbiter is, is does a suspension by the Jags warrant missing time for non-injury or does it have to be a suspension by the NFL? It'd have to be the Jags because I mean, if he breaks a team rule, how could that not void your team because contract? The team rules could be could have gray areas. No, I mean, you can miss all the OTAs you want. That's not a team rule. Exactly. Hey, you I'm don't just, you don't show up for your pitchers. You don't show I up don't for a meeting. You'll get the guaranteed money. I don't. I don't think the guaranteed money. But the, but for the arbiter, you're gonna have to decide: is do the Jags make the decision on him missing time that's not injury related, or does the NFL? And that's the question that's going to, have to be answered in order for Leonard Fournette to get his money back. Dude, who cares about that money? How about you come in, ball out, make every like seem odd, bonus though? you get, and then like does make it, your next contract money? Does it seem odd that like the team and the player are like in litigation about money, and that you like does that seem odd to you? Yeah, they don't like each other. Like, could you be in that situation with your boss? No, and perform? I wouldn't be there anymore, <laughs> or I would not have done that. I mean, either I'm going to like. Stop playing football, or I'm not going to sue my team and ball out and go to yeah. another team as soon weird? as I possibly can. Isn't that weird? It's that's just, just a weird. It's situation. just a bad mix, and that's because yeah. he's a weird dude, man. He's like, he doesn't think like the rest of us, and that's part of his being told he could do whatever he wanted to do his entire life because yeah. he's so good at everything. I mean, I don't necessarily think that's his fault, but he's not maturing at the level that we need him to. Treve on YouTube says Dan Reno hits that tire. Oh, good call, man. Yeah. How do we leave out Dan? Because uh, no one likes Dan after that 64. Oh, I love Dan because of that. That we had on him. No, that's a great call. Well, is there anything else you want to add about the quarterbacks? Yeah, pray. Everybody pray that Foles doesn't get hurt. <laughs> I mean, really, that's the bottom line. I mean, I think after last season, that's our prayers every night when we go to bed. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. If you're a Jags fan. Well, that's going to wrap up episode 70 for another Jags podcast. Thank you so much to the fans. Thank you so much for your questions, comments. Send us your questions and comments all throughout the week. We will read them on the podcast. We are a fan forum podcast. Like, this is not about us. 
we relay information from you guys. Uh, we thank you for um, being involved. If you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, Another Jags Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Another Jags Podcast. We're happy to be a part of the whole like Jaguar like community on Twitter and all these things. And they're great. They're awesome. You can look forward to us being on collaborating with other Jaguars stuff in the future. Um, a little, a little, a little shameless plug is uh, June fifteenth. Myself and if you remember Mike from a couple of podcasts ago, yeah. we and a couple of people we went on the game show Beat the Brains, which is Prosser from the Drill. If you're host. from, if you're from, if you know anything about Jacksonville, basically we went up against Jacksonville. It's the elite. It's the elite yeah, of the sports, sports broadcasting, sports radio yeah. people, and it's a game show where we went on sports knowledge and we just literally obliterated them. Which is impressive, man. I was not a part of that. And this is JP Shadrick. No, it is, is the this is Hayes Carline. It's their A team. Yeah, this this was it. And we're gonna post a video on our Twitter on June fifteenth when it comes out. But we obliterated these guys. And I will say I, I doubt Prosser is listening, but I do have to say <laughs> that he stood up to his word. Yeah. He he said that, he plugged the pod. Yeah, he did. I mean, way to go, Prosser. I, yeah. You know, I appreciate that if you are listening because, you know, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, we appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we I'll be out of town next week. I haven't told Joey this yet, but I'll be gone Monday to Friday. So we'll either record early or record late or we'll just catch you in two weeks. Yeah. We'll figure something out. We'll let you know via Twitter. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. And as always... Go Jags. Go Jags.